why worry so much when you can turn your 20s into the best time so that you can have a great life ahead wondering what this is all about well let's tune into this episode my first step ever podcast helps growth minded youth across the globe who are hungry to achieve their goals this self help podcast uncovers the unique stories of people across the globe who are living a fulfilled life with their wisdom strategy and actionable steps this podcast helps you take your first step ever Hey everyone, I'm Ishani Nigam, the producer and host of this podcast. A creative and a curious soul based out of Melbourne with a background in marketing, digital content and design, I help create content that inspire and educate my audiences. If you're an entrepreneur, brand or coach, who wants to create their own authority or take your brand to next level through own podcast series then i'm up for a chat you can contact me on my first step ever underscore in instagram account see you on the other side and for now let's tune into this episode on my first step ever i am always very curious to go around the world literally not but virtually and find out people who have done things differently only because they have done things their way and so on my first step ever we have an amazing person a personality who has defied the norms because he thought differently according to him so please welcome on my first step ever max hutton hi max how are you doing I'm doing great and thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much. It's an honor. I am very curious to know about you as a person, but before that, I'd like to introduce you to my listeners. I'm sure people around the world who follow digital marketing very closely, they know that you are the founder of Megaphone Marketing. That's the leading digital marketing brand and company in Australia and it's doing amazing things all over the world at this point in time. Along with that you're also the founder of Sylvie a skin care health conscious bedding company which is very very unique i would say because when you think of skin care you just think of skin care but i think what you're bringing in through skin care is a very different and a unique approach to it and i'm very excited to see that what Sylvie does in future moving ahead like we know that you are the melbourne young entrepreneur winner you have you're the deloitte past 500 person and you're also the number one the manifest agency so there's a lot of title under your belt but over here what we are interested to know that how are you as a person from the very beginning of your life and what has made you the way you are today i know a bit about you that you were a very naughty child as you put up yourself i would really like to know in your school days what were you like what was your mindset yeah i mean you definitely hit the nail on the head that i was i was very naughty in schooling let's see i i've always had a lot of energy so like i always find it hard to sit down like even right now i've always got like something that i'm playing with i've got a texter that i'm spinning in my fingers i did that all through school i got in a lot of trouble in school as well but never for doing mean things just i i talk a lot 
I played pranks. I would always try to make my friends laugh. I don't think schooling was a great system for me. Like I always, I like to learn at my own speed. I know a lot of people these days, they like to listen to podcasts at 1.5 speed or two speed and, and be doing something at the same time. And they actually listen and focus better. But in the classroom, you're listening at 0.5 speed because there's someone that's not even interested in what they're talking about, slowly talking about it a lot of the time. And I could feel that. And so it was a challenging environment for me. But for the most part, I just tried to have as much fun as I could. I knew that that was the environment I was stuck in until I could get out of it. So just tried to have fun, make friends, be silly, and just skate by with doing as little work as I needed to. Sounds interesting. Was there anyone who ever complimented you for any of the qualities that you had back then? Yeah, I think, you know, I, would, I feel like teachers either loved me or didn't like me, you know, like, I feel like a lot of teachers, I think, you know, that they knew I was really good hearted, right? And so then, and they knew they were like, oh, Max would be really good if he applied himself or, you know, Max is showing a lot of potential, but he's always distracting the other kids. That was the feedback that I got. I think that they, you know, every now and then I'd find something that I was interesting, like math was something that I liked. And so... I used to do like, I'd finish my work and then I'd do the math from a few years above, get different math booklets and things like that. And I like that. Like I, math has always been fun for me, weirdly. Or, you know, I really like animals. So I'll do like, you know, I do my own projects on animals, get my own little like max work after I did all my work in primary school. And that kept me engaged. And uh, yeah, similar in high school, like if there was a subject that I liked and I respected the teacher, you know, economics, mathematics, then I'd I'd be a good student because I was, I, was ha- I was enjoying it. I was actually interested. And that's another issue with the schooling system, right? Where you're forced to learn things that maybe doesn't resonate with you. I get it. You know, I get how the system works. But so I think that that was kind of the feedback that I got. That's quite interesting because I think a lot of uh, us, when we are in uh, school days, we have certain personality that we bring forth. And at times we are put down because of that. If you do not fit in, you know, how people are over there, or if you don't do exactly what people are telling you, your parents, your teachers. So we have that pressure and I think we become more rebellious. Did you ever face that you know, that sort of a situation where, you know, people were purposely pinning you down because maybe you were a little different or you did not like to follow the rules and maybe you, it's not like, it's not that you do not like to follow the rules. You just did not like the system, as you mentioned. And if they did pin you down, what was your reaction? How did you deal with that? Yeah. I I mean, in primary school, I got in a lot of trouble. Like, you know, I I was an early child, but I had like this teachers yelling at me aggressively. and I, you know, I still have like traumatic experiences of just pe- like, I remember just sitting down and teachers just yelling at me aggressively for like, you know, things that I was trying to do in good nature. And, uh, you know, I, it was never mean spirited things. And it, it, I don't know, it was this, it was this weird thing, but I think my parents did a, a pretty good job of being supportive for me and allowing me to play into my curiosities and things like that. And, and yeah, so I think that. I had supportive parents and I did, I did a lot of like different odd interests, whether it was like music or sport and, you know, all kinds of different hobbies. And my parents were pretty supportive about that. And so I had ways to channel my energy outside of school. And that was enough to keep me motivated and things that were always exciting. And I think after university, I definitely had this mindset, like I was going to just get a, a job. And so I was trying to find a job that was right for me. And I was going to the careers fair and, it was really hard for me to find something that resonated with me. And 
you know, I definitely got a big push from my dad saying like, look, you're just not going to find a job that you like. That's just how the real world works. You just have to find something and then, you know, you make it work. But that didn't really resonate with me. So, you know, I just wanted to be happy and find something that suited for me. So I had to venture out a little bit on my own. One thing that you mentioned in your story so far was very interesting that you channelized your energy in the areas which helped you in a productive way. So I think that's a very good way to look at things. So I think for my listeners who are here who are listening to us, if you find that you have a lot of energy and, you know, people say that you're not focusing at the right place, probably that's okay that what that is what they think. But if you feel that you have certain energy and certain interest in certain ways, being out of the box is all okay. And, you know, but putting that in the right direction for yourself can also help you go further in your career and also to help you take the first step towards your goal and that could be as early on in your life you face or maybe a later later on if you try to understand what that goal is but moving on in your journey ahead max from there from your uh, you know your university life and your school life i am quite interested to know because the kind of person that you were very out of the box your thinking was out of the box you did not find the career that you were looking for but what were the activities, organizations that you were associated with or you invested your time in that shaped you, the kind of person that you are right now? In university, I had like a radio show. So we did four semesters of a radio show, which was kind of like a Hamish and Andy style radio show where we'd, I would do like prank calls and we would just like roam around the streets and talk to people in university about different topics. And that was fun. I was in a band. And I took the band quite seriously. We ended up like winning a battle of the bands competition. We had a manager. We would do maybe one or two gigs every week all around Melbourne. And so I was doing songwriting and performing and I was wearing red jeans and necklaces. Different, different. I got into partying a lot. That was something where I, I just really liked to have like a yin and yang to my personality. And th there's so many different things. I was playing a lot of poker online. I was a poker coach as well. I was a piano teacher. I was doing graphic design. I was designing t-shirts. I mean, there's probably a lot of other things as well, but I think, uh, you know, I started a business as well in university called Uni Party Listings, where I would list every single party that was going on across Australia that was run through a university organization on a website and social media. So if you were like me and like university parties, then you could just find where the good parties were happening. And then we ran our own party and we got Red Bull and Future Music Festivals to sponsor it. And we got all of the best Melbourne DJs. And it wasn't a success. We had about 200 people and we needed about 240 people to break even. But still, it was fun. And it was, it was I didn't know, you know, what entrepreneurship was or that a business necessarily. I just was like, hey, I like partying and I think I could throw a cool party. And hey, I like, you know, whatever it is that I was doing. I like, I like podcasting and I could do a cool podcast and I like music and I could write a cool song. It was just more like scratching my itch and, and kind of just trying a lot of different things. But a lot of it involved me having to put myself out there, right? There's a sense of vulnerability when you start a business because it might fail and all your friends go, Hey, you know that, how's your business going? And you're like, Oh, it failed. I mean, you perform on stage and you've written a song about, you know, an ex-girlfriend and vulnerable. And then you're, you know, you're, you're performing to a bunch of strangers. So there was a sense of just needing to put my, I got used to putting myself out there and I got used to maybe not caring as much about what other people thought and just doing things that felt fun and, and rewarding to me. That's very appropriate. I think what you, what I can understand is that you were very resourceful and you had that 
confidence or maybe you just loved you know being out there doing what you wanted i think more than facing the public and having that you know because everyone has that fear most of us have that fear you know what will other person think of me i think it was more your drive to do all these different things that you were interested in and just to have a really good time i just get that picture from your life that you have mentioned right now so from these instances in your life is there any one learning that you would like to you know share with young adults who are listening to us right now who are in the uni life who are just they're trying to be themselves but it becomes very difficult for all of them to be themselves what could be your one top advice and learning to them if there are things you know it's such a good time in your life to do a lot of different things you know i think that for my university degree i did commerce economics i didn't need to go to that much class like actually my last year I only went to one lecture the whole year and that was because I had an oral presentation I did it and then I just walked straight out I don't know if that's something to be proud of or anything but that's just what I did I didn't I wasn't really enjoying my university classes I didn't feel like I was learning much but that meant I had a lot of free time and I do think that in the university days you get a sense of progress but realistically you've probably got a really nice period of time and you do have other hours in the day to do other things it depends on your course and how hard you want to work and and what's important to you but for me I did have free time and so it was a perfect opportunity to start a band you know it's it's a lot harder to start a band now it's, I can't necessarily do two gigs and and two practices every week and you know a radio show and all these random things that I did it's difficult but it allowed me to ex- uh, explore a lot of different things and and you know something that came of all of that was with uni party listings I learned a lot about social media and actually that's that was the catalyst that eventually had me start megaphone it wasn't nothing necessarily needed to be successful but it was just about exploration and creative expression and and yeah and leveraging the time that we have before we probably end up with a career yeah that's lovely i i would really like to know about business venture as well but before that i really want to ask one thing I'm not sure if you had a plan of action in mind while you were in university. It looked like you just lived your heart out while you were in university, explored and did everything you felt like, which is a really good quality someone has. It's very difficult. <laughs> But if in case you did not have a plan of action, did you ever have that fear in your mind, you know, what will I do after university? Also because you knew that you don't have the kind of job that you're looking for. Did you ever have that fear? And if yes, how did you deal with that? I don't know. I just assumed that I was going to end up in a job in marketing or economics. I guess at that time I was like I was pretty serious about the band. I was pretty serious about these random businesses that I was doing and I was, and I thought and I still believe actually if I would have pursued those for 7 years with focus like I did Megaphone, I think I would have eventually figured out how to make good songs and make the band thing work or figured out how to make the university thing work. But they weren't necessarily the the biggest opportunity that aligned to what I was trying to optimize for but i guess when i was thinking about a career i think the main thing that i was thinking is i just didn't want to have a job that felt trapped i i remember i ended up applying for a few jobs and one of them was craft and i got an interview i i did the 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 intelligence testing and and then i got an interview and i just, read all about craft and knew all about their company history and their corporate values and I was ready for the interview and they just never called we had a call scheduled in they never called and 
I was actually, my heart was racing. It wasn't because I was nervous for the interview. It was because oh, yeah. I was, I just knew that this job wasn't right for me. And I was thinking about, I was signing away. If I got this job, I was going to sign away years of my life to a big corporation and to something that just wasn't right for my personality. And intuitively, I just, I got all of this anxiety, probably like the first time in maybe my life where I'd felt like that was like this really big sign that my body was like, Hey, you don't want to do this. Like, and you got to figure something else out right now. And so they never, they never called. I never emailed then. I was like, I don't want to work for craft. I don't want a corporate job. Uh, it's not right for me. I need to figure out another way to make money and get by because I, you know, I can barely sit still in a class. Like I can't sit still nine to five, five days a week. Yeah, I think you always knew where you want to be. It's just that the path was not very clear because that because it is not out there actually. So it's great that you share that story of yours where you had that moment of, you know, fear or, you know, the, as you mentioned, your heart racing because a lot of us do think that way, you know, when we are subjected to situations that we don't want to be in, but we sort of compromise because there's no other way. But it's very good that you had that intuition so strong in you that you knew this is not what's gonna, this is not gonna help you in your life ahead. And you took measures for that, I think. So from there, we're moving on to your business venture very quickly. Like I wanted to ask why, but now I know why, as we have been talking about why did you start Megaphone? But what do you think, what has been your top learnings or, you know, now that you look back, what do you think, what are the top three things that made Megaphone what it is right now from your perspective, your journey, the kind of person that you were and how you made this business? I think a few things because I knew, you know, I'd had one job before Megaphone and I was working for Apple in retail for four months and everyone was so happy there and I was so miserable. And I just remembered thinking, if everyone's really happy here, and people were saying, oh, this is the best job I've ever had. I was like, if this is the best job that you've ever had, then I just can't have a job because this just doesn't make me happy. So I was really driven to, to succeed. And when you're really driven to succeed, you're willing to do things that other people aren't. I'm willing to study harder. I'm willing to cold call, walk into businesses, go to networking meetings that I didn't want to go to and, and put on a suit, even though I hated wearing suits. Like I was willing to do the things that were very unpleasant for me just because I was like, the alternative is even more unpleasant. And that's a whole lifetime of that. So I think that that was one thing, which was a level of just, I was willing to just push myself on the education front and discomfort. I think a big thing that's really correlated to all success is just being resourceful and understanding what is your problem and how you're trying to solve it. If you're, if you're trying to get a job, trying to get your dream job, like there is the way that everyone else is doing it, but then there's always this other way of doing it, right? You could network, you could start a podcast and uh, you could start your own business and learn real skills. You could work for your family business or the business down the road for free in exchange for learning on real clients, right? And then you're getting this real world experience. So it's similar with business. It's like, okay, if you don't know how to sell, it doesn't mean that you don't know how to sell. It just means you need to figure out what is the fastest way that you can learn how to sell. You know, on the selling front, I ended up meeting a guy who uh, gave me a course recommendation. I did the course and that was super helpful. I never knew anything about sales until then. And so there's always these challenges. And so figuring out who knows the answer or what's a different way of getting to that solution without just banging your head against the wall. But sometimes it is just banging your head against the wall. And then it, it, I guess, I mean, there's so many other little things that I could point to. Maybe, maybe the last thing is the reason why it's gotten 
to the size that it's gotten when I think other businesses that were started at the same time maybe didn't, you know, and, and there are some that also did really well too. So everyone's got their own journeys. But I think part of it was also, I didn't need it to be about me. It wasn't, it wasn't like an ego driven exercise. It wasn't like I needed my face on and I needed to be the CEO and I needed to, you know, I was willing to let other people step up to roles and sometimes they would succeed and sometimes they wouldn't. But I knew that I also sometimes succeeded and sometimes failed. And, you know, as a leader, sometimes I say the right things and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I close the deal and sometimes I don't. And so I didn't have an unreasonable expectation on the people that came to work for Megaphone. And I think that we created a really good vision and a culture together. The people that have excelled have moved to leadership positions and they've been really given as much support and opportunity that I could give them. And I, and I think that allowing people to thrive in your culture allows people that have the energy to push it, to allow them to use that energy to really take something to the next level. And I think that that was something that was really helpful in the reason why we've gotten as far as we have. Exciting. I, I really enjoyed listening to all the reasons that you mentioned, according to you, know, how Megaphone became the thing in you know Australian digital marketing business over here and very interestingly as you mentioned it's it's just not about you it's about the people who are working because it's it's a team that takes a, a business where it is now and that really reflects in your hiring process as well it has been lovely to know the, the stages that you have it's very thought after moving from here I just wanted to I just wanted to say that I really liked your YouTube video in which you say 30 things that you learn in your life. And it was amazing. And you had some really nice understanding about uh, on personal development, on relationships. And also one was, that was the last thing that you mentioned, don't be afraid to ask. And I'm so happy that I, I could ask you if you would be happy to be on this podcast and you said yes. So that is an amazing thing for me. And uh, just from there, I would like to know if you would like to say top three things again, but this is for the people who are listening to us who are trying to go towards their goal in life, but are not able to take the first step for a lot of reasons that we all know. What would be your top three suggestions for them? I think the key things is sometimes someone comes to me with a business idea and they say, what do you think? And, you know, the truth is, I don't think it's a good idea. but it's not, it's better that they start and fail and iterate and learn than not to do the idea a lot of the time. If it's going to cost them a million dollars, then I'll tell them, hey, don't do it. But if it's going to cost them only their time, but they're going to learn and get better, then that is actually the nature of every entrepreneur. Like I've had, you know, Megaphone successful, Sylvie successful. I've had a few successful, but I probably have 25 businesses that no one's ever heard of and like really random things. Like I've done, you know, I almost, did like a tier flighting. I actually started an education company for like a year that I invested time into that didn't take off. I have done, I actually had a bedsheets company eight years ago that didn't work. I had like a homeworks company. I had, I've done so many different things. And in university, I was doing different things. You know, I had, I had two tech companies. I've had so many things. And, you know, could I have I made those things successful? Maybe, but I, I learned something from it. You know, I learned about, user experience and the, how to develop or product market fit or, or who is a good business partner and who isn't a good business partner. Uh, every time you learn something and then you compound all of those experiences into something like Sylvie, which just blows up. You know, we really knew, we, 
you know, me and my business partner, we, we had become seasoned entrepreneurs and that, we'll still make mistakes all the time. But we came in with so much knowledge that our chance of success and the level of success that we were going to achieve was so much of a higher percentage because of all of our compounded failures and learnings. And so when you're taking that mind frame, you probably still think it's going to be successful, but it doesn't have to be successful. And if you can mitigate the downside, the amount of money and time that you need to spend to get it out there and to see if it works, then that every... I feel like every successful person has just got a lot of these failed businesses and that's just compounding and knowledge and learnings. And so with that frame point, you can't lose. You, you only lose by not getting started. That's quite quite relevant, I would say, and very like bang on. And I would also like to add one thing over here for our listeners that starting anything, you know, it's not just about the business or anything you want to do in life. It's about your personal relationships or about your health. Everything that you want to start today will only start with a small step that you take. And it is very, very, very common that you might fail. So that is a fear that should not be fear, that should be accepted that 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 might happen. And that's common. And as you've heard from Max's journey so far, I think you have been someone who has followed your heart. And that's why things have gone in a way that you wanted because you were making your own choices. Of course, you fail. Of course, you learn as you just showed us. So that is one great takeaway that I have from our discussion today that just follow your heart. Definitely understand what are the risks associated, where you're going, have your own research, understanding done. And one more thing that I would like to mention that you said that it's okay if you do not know something. And but the way out is that reach out to the people who know it and who have done that better and better than anyone else. So amazing. Thank you so much, Max, for being on my first step ever. And before you leave, I would like to ask you if there's any quote or saying that you would like to leave our listeners with. I mean, my big three things is integrity, balance, and growth. So long as I actually have written that on my whiteboard, I've got it tattooed on my ankle. So that's how I just think about life. Like if I'm, if I'm living it with my integrity, living in alignment to my values, if I'm balancing all of my values and making sure I'm not neglecting them, and if I'm moving forward, then I just feel really happy. And so it's just like a simple thing that I reflect on to make sure that I'm in my zone. That, that's very, very important to, you know, have your own values and your goals. One thing that I realized after graduating that I had no goal, you know, I had a goal while I was in school that I had to, you know, be in this particular class. I have to get good grades and be in university, then get good grades. But then what after that, you know? So that is what I learned that you need to have a goal in life so that you had that sense of achievement every time, you know, you hit that point in your life. And I think that the goals that you have or the values that you have a big umbrella picture for you to, you know, go towards irrespective of, I mean, business is one aspect of it but there are different aspects to your life as well and it was really interesting to know a little bit about you to peep in your life a bit and get to know you and for a lot more information about max i'm going to leave a link on my first step ever underscore in insta account and do do follow his youtube account because i have learned a lot about him and his journey how he has you know, understood things in along his life and also a little more bit about marketing if you're interested. These chats leave me with amazing energy. And today I like to leave you with that positive energy. If you've liked this episode, enjoyed or learned something out of it, 
then follow me at my first step ever underscore in instagram account where you can get in touch and let me know that what really helped you and keep following my first step ever podcast on apple google or spotify whichever platform you love and before i take your leave i would like to say that if you love watching videos this podcast is also available on my youtube channel ishani nigam until next time start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself